THN is brought to you by Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, Listen Nerds Like You, and Floating Bunny head creator Jonathan Sims. Head to Skelonaut.com today to see John's comics, shirts, art prints, and more. That's S-K-E-L-E-N-A-U-T dot com. Yes. Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Jolly devil. Welcome to THN Cover to Cover. We do it live every Saturday on our Faces Book Live. You can go there to watch us. Although I might start putting these videos up on the YouTubes too. Because not everybody likes the Faces Book, you know? Some people don't have it. Yeah, some people don't have it. And I get it. Uh, Facebook has been kind of a jerk for a little while. People are like, you know what? You don't get to know nothing about Screw me. Screw you, Zuckerberg. I totally get that. So let us know. Do you want us to switch to YouTube Live? Let us know. We'll figure no, that we'll out. Just put it on YouTube. We already tried to do YouTube Live, and you couldn't figure it out. That's not true. Yes, that's true. That's a true story. You screaming ass dog in the background. Yeah. Today is Saturday, October 12th. We are talking about all kinds of stuff, and we invite you to talk about it with us. You can do so by calling us at 402-819-4894. Mm. Or, if you can't be here live, you can always send us an mp3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook Live, and you can watch the video live, and you can talk to us in our comment feed, where we constantly make fun of you guys. It's weird, because you're like, five seconds delayed. I think it's you know? more than that. But it could be a little more <laughs> it's than that. several seconds That's delayed. just in case Joe says anything super racist, I can yeah. bleep it out, you right. know? Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, it will already have been recorded, so I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But. Before we get started, before we get into the meat of the matter, the meatus the of the matter, meatus. as we like to say, yeah. I need Joe Patrick to reset. Don't Google that. Our question. You won't like it. Of the week. <laughs> this week's question was submitted by New Guy via the THN forums. I love that guy. What would America be without a great cheap imitation cash grab designed to fool large swaths of the population? Dr. Pepper got us Dr. Thunder. The Blair Witch Project gave us all kinds of shaky cam found footage horror movies, and my governor is just a dollar store Lex Luthor. It's true. Of course, comics have always been fertile ground for this bad imitation shiz, so what character or storyline or construct, still don't know what he means by construct, do you think was the worst ripoff in comics? I mean, like construct, like, oh, they had the Xavier School for Mutants, and over here they had the, you know, uh, Ricky Feldman School for super kids or something i don't know you know like something like that a construct if you will sure yeah okay so we're rapping about it today we're biggest it. comic book ripoffs uh it is also spooky season and we're all watching horror movies call in let's talk horror movies i am just like flood my october with them last night i watched the Can't remake of suspiria and i watched annabelle comes home annabelle comes home yeah it was fine it was I, fine. I don't check with the remake spooky, Suspiria. Spooky dolls. Fucking awesome. The devil showed up. Heads exploded. It was great. Whoa. <laughs> it was awesome. Tilda Swinton was an old man. Tilda, no, Tilda Swinton's a woman. She's like the leader of a witch coven. No, but she's an old man in there as well. There's a, she plays like an old dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays. A, this, How do I know this? And you I know. I forgot. She plays a German guy, too. And yeah. there was a point. It's like, why is his voice so high? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's Tilda Swinton. Right. But, you know, she can do whatever she wants. She's the ancient one. She can do whatever she wants. I, I, I kind of feel like I'm in the mood to watch a scary movie, but I don't know what to watch because I don't like things that are too scary. What does that mean? I don't know. Too scary. Give me a definition. Too scary. Name a movie that was too scary for you. Well, nothing. Yeah, I'm an adult, but. 
So you're admitting that your fear is irrational and stupid? Uh, it's just a holdover <laughs> from my childhood is all. Good Lord. Uh, like I watched Hellraiser and I was like, this is no big deal. I watched The Thing. I was like, OK, yeah. these are they're good movies. They're scary. Like I was yeah. not scared by them. OK, well, then you'll be fine. What are you afraid of? I don't know. You big ass baby. Like, I don't want to watch a movie that's going to, like, fuck me up. What's going to fuck you up? I don't know, like, Hereditary or now, something? Now, Midsummer fucked me up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? <laughs> that, like, I want a movie, like, I like a good, oh, I like man. A good monster movie. Midsummer was great. It was so good. Because it was, like, so it takes place <laughs> up north uh, in Norway where the sun shines for, like, 30 days, right? So the sun never really goes down. So all the horror is right there in your face. Mm. You can't get away from it. And it's super culty. Like, oh, man, it was so good. I loved it. I heard it's gross. I heard um, it gets pretty gross. It's super gross. It gets really violent. <laughs> it's great. Loved it. Monster Squad. Loved Monster Squad. Yeah, Monster Squad. I wouldn't call that a horror movie, but no. I do love it. Monster Squad. Monster Squad. So for those of you who don't know, uh, back to the question of the week of uh, ripoffs. For those yeah. of you who don't really know what we're talking about. Uh, in the last show, I had mentioned that Rob Liefeld, when he was working at Awesome Comics, did a revival of Fighting American, which is an old character. Yes. And Fighting American... A character that definitely did not have wings on his head. No. And definitely didn't Despite have a... Despite how adamantly you demanded that he did. Didn't have a shield either. And wore... In the modern day, he had a shield. Mm, we'll get to that. He had like a different kind of... Uh, he didn't, like a skull cap. He wasn't dressed like Cap at all, basically. And Rob Liefeld took over and drew Captain America. Basically. <laughs> like shield <laughs> yeah. everything, you know, and yeah. like fighting American. And Marvel sued him. Like, no, you can't do that, right? right. Liefeld was just talking about it on Twitter this this week, as a matter of fact. And uh, he was like, yeah, everybody said, like, we got our asses hammered or whatever, but the comic came out, so I'm saying we won. Like, no, dude, you got sued. And Awesome Comics almost got shut down. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a win, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. God bless it's him. not a win. Poor Rob Liefeld. You know, I love the guy. Don't get me wrong, but no, not a win. <laughs> Sorry. You know, and your young blood was kind of a ripoff too. You got to be your own biggest fan. 402-819-4894. Save us from ourselves here, please. please. Somebody call. call we in. only have one voicemail. Let's play it. Let's play. But it. We're waiting. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Jason Sack. Hope I sound okay. I'm on a ferry on the way to Victoria, BC, Canada, and uh, so I've been. We got our run tomorrow. So I've been thinking about the question of best ripoff characters, and uh, so I watched this last week's episode of Titans, which is amazing and reintroduces Connor Kent to the Titans universe. I guess introduces him for the first time on this show, but we see him on many other shows. And is there a better kind of ripoff character than Superboy? He was created just to basically rip off Superman's name and do a new version of him um, kind of for free, I guess, by DC. And yet that character lasted forever. And Connor came out of... Um, all right, all right, all right. We'll get back to that. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? It's Adam Wednesday. Adam Wednesday. Hello, Adam. Listen to this friggin' guy. How are we, sir? Doing great. Uh, had an opportunity to call in this morning, and then I told Joe yesterday I was going to discuss um, a unconventional ripoff. Okay. Um, in yes. the term of more a <laughs> I was just reading about this this sorts. morning. Okay. Lay it on us. What do you got? All right. Have you guys ever heard of the Steve Gerber heist? Yes, but I don't remember why. I had not when you All mentioned right. it, but I have since looked it up. Yeah, it's great. So um, Steve Gerber left, uh, creator of Howard the Duck, right. left Marvel um, under some not necessarily great pretenses, I think. Yeah, he wasn't happy And they had all. some legal, 
yeah, they had some uh, legal disputes, and uh, he even teamed up with Jack Kirby to create Destroyer Duck right. to fund their legal fight. Yes, um, yes, <laughs> and yeah. So anyway, they came to a kind of a agreement that he, they could use Howard, but they have to like consult him, and they didn't. So uh, they gave him an opportunity to do a Spider-Man team-up number five. Yep. Okay. <coughs> this was in the 90s. And um, he was also doing a Savage Dragon uh, Destroyer Duck comic with Eric Larson at the same time. And so he thought it would be a perfect opportunity to have an unofficial crossover between the two <laughs> comics. Yes. <laughs> okay, I totally and remember so this. in both comics, the features... Yeah, in both comics, it features a giant warehouse fight scene. I think Elf with a Gun is a villain in one of them yeah. or something like that. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. So this is Spider-Man and, team um, up with Gambit they, and, and Howard the Duck. Yeah. 96. Oh, no, it was uh, Spider-Man. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. But anyway, they do the whole, there's like a bunch of cloned Howards. Um, you know, everything happens in the warehouse. They have to leave the warehouse after the fight, and as they're leaving, um, Destroyer Duck takes the real Howard and Beverly and says they're coming with them, basically. <laughs> and takes them, basically takes so, the real Howard and lets Spider-Man or Gambit or whoever uh, take uh, the fake clone Howard. Uh, and so, basically... Oh, I'm taking my yeah, Howard and I'm going in home. Gerber's mind, yeah. So basically, in Gerber's mind, all they had is they stole this trademark. Right. Nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty awesome. His character. <laughs> I forgot about Destroyer yeah, Duck. Destroyer Duck, yeah. Destroyer Duck is an excellent ripoff, but it's like a meta ripoff because it yeah, was him more like a ripping off his figure, own yeah. character. Yeah, right. it was more of a middle Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Jack, like to get Jack Kirby to draw it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. So Amazing. great. Yeah. Because you know Jack was also <laughs> in a similar place and pissed at the time. And yeah. I would say the irony is not lost there. Those two teams. Yeah. Yep. Sad. That's a great answer. That's really a fantastic great. answer. Oh my God. I totally but forgot about this. What's even funnier about this um, is I brought it up to Chip Zdarsky um, when I met him. And oh, no. he said he got to bring it up once. But the guy who got burned by Marvel uh, in the, still works, or got uh, the Marvel in burn, still works there. And he was basically forbidden from mentioning it ever again. <laughs> I was going to say, Adam, what did you do? Is Chip going to write a whole Spider-Man story about this? <laughs> oh, I, I would love to have this all brought back. I, I, I was thinking maybe him do Leonard the Duck on Image Side. Mm. <laughs> that would be awesome. I could totally get into it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love but, it. Yeah. That's a great answer. I Adam. had to call in and bring that up because one of my favorite pieces of comic history. Adam, welcome aboard. Right? And it's a ripoff. Yeah, is this your first time it's calling your first in now? call, right? I've called before. Uh, yeah, right. No, I remember I, that. I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> totally remember that. Yeah, that's right. Don't listen to him. Yes. Adam, it is always good to talk to you is what I meant to say. Adam, Adam, <laughs> Adam is my number one source of onomatopoeia of the week. Yeah. Uh, and I need one, Adam. This, I need one. This guy doesn't Work your magic. I, so I'll hook you up. Every week stuff. at the <laughs> end of Ludicrous Speed Round, we say an onomatopoeia that comes from comics. And it's like barf or splat or whatever. Yeah. And you can submit it. And you can do so by shooting them to, to editnerd at gmail.com. You can hit us on Facebook or Twitter, anywhere you would like. And just say, here's your onomatopoeia of the week. And it could be from any comic. Yes. Anytime. I just need just to know. Just cite your sources. Yes. yes just cite, cite your sources. I need to know source. what comics are from and what's going on in the scene. Yes. That is not clear to me. And the weirder, the better. Yeah. And when it sounds accidentally perverted, we love it. 
<laughs> I'll keep that in mind. I'll find something. Oh, boy. Adam, it is always good to talk to you, buddy. You have a good one, okay? Thanks a lot, Adam. Yeah, enjoy listening. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, you too. Destroyer Duck. Totally forgot about Destroyer Duck. Man. And Destroyer Duck didn't have, like, a long life or anything. There was only, like, two issues or something. No, it ran for a while. Did it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, not, like, years and years. But, but Jack Kirby drew it. Yeah, he drew the first issue for sure. I don't know Friggin how long amazing. he drew it. Um, Mark Phillips in the chat says, I love all ripoffs. Gobots, Fruity Dinobites, Dr. Hy-Vee, <laughs> Panburger Partner. What the hell is Panburger Partner? Is I that believe, like Hamburger Helper? Yeah, it's Panburger Partner. <laughs> <laughs> that was my buddy Matt Bowen's screen name for a long time on Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Panburger Partner. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Tverdick, father of Hugo. All of the Freeze villains, but their gathering in the first episode of Young Justice was pretty cool. I loved that. All of the Freeze villains? Yeah, all the villains with cold powers. Oh, right, right, right. Like, they're just all basically, Freeze, basically copies Captain of one cold. another. Captain Cold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in DC, in they the all have, like, episode, guns that shoot cold shit. Uh, except for Icicle. He's got, like, actual ice powers. Yeah, and Frost. But, she had ice uh, powers. Oh, yeah, Killer Frost. Yeah. And in the very first episode of Young Justice, they were all in the same prison together, and they had, like, a team-up. It was great. Of course they were. <laughs> Where, what else do you do with them? You put them all in the same prison. Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it was a meta-human prison. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Harvey Locust here. Harvey Locust. What's up, Harv? How are we today, and what do we want to rap about? Um, I wanted to rap about this new uh, comic book-based television show on a major network that nobody seems to be talking about. Talking about Batwoman? Nope. Stumptown? Stumptown. Stumptown. It's very good. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love it a lot. Stumptown's really good. Mm-hmm. And like, I think my main worry about Stumptown was we weren't going to see Dex like get the shit kicked out of her because that is what every book like. That's what Stumptown was. Yeah, Greg she Rucka was, she was like, not great. Wrote Dex yeah. getting her ass kicked, not just physically but emotionally too. Yeah, <laughs> and Colby Smulders yeah. is pulling it off. She's tough. Yeah, she's mouthy. She's and not afraid to take a punch. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a hundred, you know, I'm not real familiar with the comic. I've only read one trade and that was the the second one because I don't know if you guys remember Comics Bento, but I got it through them. I do, yeah, the comic subscription box. I don't know no Comics Bento. It was like, um, why can't I think of any other subscription box? Cute little comics that you It was like Loot chopsticks. Crate. Like Loot Crate, but for comics. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Harvey. I couldn't gotcha. think of a... Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. I mean, the, the whole and, uh, market imploded, so I, I've put yeah. that out of my mind. The entire crate market is dead. <laughs> that, that happened fast, dude. <laughs> that kind of fast. <laughs> the rise and meteor, meteoric fall yeah. of the crate market. Uh, yeah, you should definitely check out the first one if you have a chance. It's really great. Stumptown's wonderful. It's very, very good. It is fantastic um, I So there was some controversy because before the pilot aired, they replaced uh, the bartender character. He was originally going to be played by the guy that played Steven Stills and Scott Pilgrim. Um, Who's that? The band leader with the beard. Uh, band leader with the beard. He, like he was the lead singer of, of uh, the band and he had the beard. Okay. Steven Stills. I don't know his real name. All right. All right. Um, but they replaced him with Jake Johnson from New Girl, who also played Peter B. Parker in Into the Spider-Verse. And he's so great. Yeah. He's fantastic. Like that was such a good choice. Yeah. Uh and the guy and the guy, the original actor was just like, yep, they fired me because I'm not handsome enough. I'm like, Jake Johnson is not that much more handsome than you, my dude. Jake Johnson's pretty, pretty handsome. He's not that Girls handsome. No, him. he's kind of a schlubby dude. No, he's approachable and he's cute. Girls uh, love him. Yeah, my whatever. wife loves him. Yes, yes. Because he's approachable. Because uh, <laughs> he's approachable. Yeah. Like, he's not going to get weird. Like, he's afraid to kiss you. You know, you're like, <laughs> oh, man, he's so cute. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
yeah. I, My question for you guys is is in the in the comic and in the, in the trade that I've read, this didn't happen. So that she kind of wrecked her first car and then got another car and not wrecked mm-hmm. um, right away. But is the car such? Uh, you know, especially the tape deck of the car yes. of such an essential character in the comic. It is. Greg Rucka loves putting music in his comics and he, and like he would have, I don't remember if it was on the like front page or in the back matter, but he would have like suggested soundtracks and stuff or mention what the songs were from. Greg Rucka's a music nerd. So he definitely yeah. plugged that in there. And Portland is a very music town too. Now, yeah. I, as I recall in the comics, things were a little more not so much like classic rock and stuff. It was a little more like indie rock and Portland based, but I get it. It's hard to get. Yeah. You know, they probably already have, you know, access the to this music to library and, stuff. Catalog, yeah. and they're not gonna be like, Hey, bikini kill. We need to talk. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like, wish they would all this, yeah. all the stuff with the, the Indian reservation and the, uh, yeah. the, the, the woman that leads it and the casino, like that's all a major part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's seeming pretty faithful to me. So from far, what I remember, of it's it. a great book. Yes. So far. Uh, yeah, the show's been really good. Uh, Greg Rucka is also working on his Lazarus show, and that one, Ooh. he is writing. He's not just producing. He is writing it. He does not oh, write man. this Stumptown show. No. He's just a producer. I'm excited for that. Yeah. So, But they're doing a great job. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's great. Yeah, I like it a lot. Me too. Um, I, I, you know, and it's, it's, it's good to see, you know, comics that aren't necessarily superhero comics get their... Yes, absolutely. Totally totally agree with that. And not to mention the fact that she has like a handicapped brother that is in the comics as well. And on the show, they have done such a wonderful job of representing a handicapped person and not making them, you know, like feel pathetic or or a joke or anything. It's just really good representation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, And actually using a a real actor with Down syndrome and not having somebody else play. Oh, Oh. what a disaster. (laughs) What a disaster that would be. You never go full retard. (laughs) (laughs) Bring in simple Jack. Yes, that would be terrible. (laughs) All right, Harv, we got people beating the door down here, so I'm going to open the phone lines. All right, guys. Thank you for talking to Stumptown. I appreciate that. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Phone line is open. Uh, 402-819-4894. Patrick Kavanaugh says looking into destroyer duck i found that destroyer duck number one is the first appearance of grew the wanderer oh, no shit yes that's nuts sergio aragones or however you say yeah. that aragones aragones yeah aragones no shit yeah that's crazy that's gotta be worth some money uh not really i'll bet you it could is. get destroyer duck in the quarter bin i bet not it's a jack kirby book dude I promise you. No way. That's probably where I found my go, copy. Somebody go to eBay right now and look up Destroyer Duck. I mean, maybe Duck. not now, but I'm talking about like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, well, now it's got to be. It's Jack Kirby, man. And they didn't print, what, 5,000 of those? 10,000 of those? Mm-hmm. It's not like Destroyer Duck had a 100,000 Destroyer Duck, print. Uh, I'm seeing it online here for 30 bucks. $10 near mint, says Patrick. He's here's, just, a very, here's a very good copy for 6 bucks. MyComicShop.com. Oh, well, you know, whatever. First appearance of Gru. That should be worth more than that. That sucks. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller. Who this? JD got a catch. JD. Hello, hello. You were right on time, too. There was like no delay. Oh, you know what? You're not on your dumb Bluetooth. That's why. That's probably it. Yes. <laughs> now, like my dad walking into my house with his Bluetooth receiver in his ear and both his hands in his pockets. I'm like, Dad, do you really need your hands free right now? Like, seriously. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe he's wearing Joe's cloak of self-gratification. There you go. Hey, now. 
It's disgusting. Everybody knows your I secret. don't share that with the people. JD, what do you want to rap about? Other than Joe uh, masturbating, what do you want to rap about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. We all know you've got a towel in your room you could use as a, as a plant stand. Okay, literally anything hey, hey, else. Hey, hey, hey. Literally anything I'll else. I'll have you know I'm strictly a butt play man, okay? <laughs> I'm so uh, no, sorry, actually, Mom. Uh, uh, as intriguing as Pox 6 was, uh, I wanted to talk about the thing I was most excited for this week was uh, Batman's Grave. The Batman's Grave. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was so like, good. It is, you know, it's the most beautiful looking comic book that I've seen in a very long time. It really is. And I, Brian Hitch. When he inks himself, does a great job. He, Brian Hitch is a very talented guy. He usually works with a different inker. I thought he was inking himself for a long time. No, he's he maybe on recent projects, but for a long time he had an inker. But Kevin Nolan inks as well. Kevin Nolan, yeah. Holy shit. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. It's like, and I'm going to take it to wrestling because Patrick's watching. He hates it when I do this. But there are certain wrestlers out there that aren't necessarily big flashy guys that aren't doing huge moves, but they just make people look good. They get in the ring with you yeah. and they make you look good. Holy shit, Kevin Nolan can make Brian Hitch look good. Mm-hmm. That was gorgeous. What a yeah. beautiful comic. Man. Uh, and then I think, uh, you know, now I haven't, as we all know, I'm not a big DC guy. I haven't kept up a lot with Batman, but I follow along through, you know, podcasts and, and you know, read the synopses and stuff. And I feel like Warren is giving us a bat we haven't had in a very long time. And it's my favorite version of the Batman, which is the detective. He all, yeah. Warren Ellis, he hasn't written a whole lot of Batman, but when he does write Batman, this is how he writes him. Yeah. Yes. It's I, definitely I, Warren Ellis's Batman. I feel like I we like don't it. see Batman, the detective in the near enough. We've definitely been no. in a long period of Batman, the superhero. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. You know, I, I love that idea of Batman responding to a nine one one call. Yeah. 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 No, it was, it's truly because it's like Alfred is like someone's been calling 911 for three hours Mm -hmm. and the police are too busy to do anything about it because it's like they think it's a dead body. It's not a real emergency. And Batman's just like, son of a. (laughs) Yeah. And like shows up to check it out. It was great. It was. I know. I loved it. And I love the whole like mind mapping the room. And yeah, he, he got like, out his he got out his little iPhone. Yeah, and he did a three D uh-huh. scan of the room. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was. It did look just like an iPhone. But yeah, well, you know, it's it's a bat phone. It's a bat phone, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was jail broke that shit. It was know. fantastic. And we all know that uh, Alfred's a Petey Scotch guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I love Alfred. Kind of tipsy. Alfred, Alfred hitting the hitting the kind of tipsy, sitting on the couch. Like, Why don't we just kill everybody? Instead, <laughs> I mean, you beat them up and they go to jail and they get back up. Why don't you just kill them? Let's just kill them. <laughs> Alfred, we're not killing anyone. <laughs> You'd be better off just buying the city. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh my God. I, I mean, I I try not to think about that argument too much. Um, yeah, but whenever somebody can do it smartly, like the idea that like, yeah, you're not doing as much good as you could as Bruce Wayne. What's your problem? Right. What's right. wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. You do everything you can as Batman, 
but you're literally just scratching the surface. Right. You know, you're not even putting mm-hmm. band-aids on stuff. And you're like you're smearing the blood you're around. You're physically basically. traumatizing people that probably were already traumatized. Yeah. And that was the other thing that he said. He well, was like, you go you're flying and you're and you're beating the hell out of like, like poor disenfranchised people. You're right. Mentally ill. Yes. Which is true. Yeah. If you are if if you were willing to put on clown makeup and go be a terrorist with the Joker, you're probably not right in the head. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Chances are you, you know, well, you didn't that, come from a stable that, home. You didn't go to college. You know, <laughs> and, and and to Joe's point, I mean, that argument plays more to the fact that being Batman is more for Bruce Wayne than it is for yeah, Gotham. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. This is about yeah, his being pain. Batman is his coping mechanism. Yes. Right. Well, and that's exactly you know, where the book starts with. You see Alfred sitting in front of the graves of Thomas and Martha, yeah. and Bruce Wayne has a grave right next to them for when he's ready because he wants to be buried by yeah. his parents. And Alfred's just like, yeah, shaking his head as he's like cleaning the grave. Like he's gonna, it. he knows like, that he's gonna live to see that whole yeah. field, and it's which a, is such yeah, a great yeah, way like, to put I'm it. And it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. This is the the. Ouroboros snake of Bruce Wayne eating Batman and Batman eating Bruce Wayne. You the know? human centipede of yeah. Batman. The human centipede that is Batman. Yes. <laughs> it's, you know, it's surprising to me that Warren doesn't write Batman more because I feel like to a certain degree, it's a character that's kind of tailor-made for Warren in the aspect that you have the detective aspect, you have the technology aspect. Sure. You have this deep psychological aspect. Those are always the aspects of Batman that you see elevated when you get Warren on the book. Yeah, that's right in his wheelhouse for sure. I do think there's a lot of rules, though, for Batman as far as just like where the character is, what's happening in the series and stuff like that. And I don't know that Warren wants to play by those rules. I think when Warren well, Ellis comes I, in, I, he wants to write a standalone story. And I leave. think that's yeah. true in general yeah. about about him and the commercial properties. Yeah, because, right. I mean, he doesn't yeah. write any on. He wants to be Warren Ellis. Superhero shit. Yeah. And I think he's yeah. lost a lot of interest in it. I'm glad he comes back and dips his toes in the pool every once in a while. I'm actually kind of surprised yeah. this wasn't like a black label book. They didn't, like, make a huge deal out of it. Yeah. It's Not just, that that would have made it better, but it's just surprising to me. F-bombs. I wish he would have cussed yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just, anymore. Mm, if there's no F-bombs, I'm out. Well, <laughs> no dicks, no F-bombs, I, forget it. <laughs> I feel like the way they're doing this with continuity, it almost feels like when Whedon did X-Men. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's just, it's continuity adjacent. Yeah, except after Whedon did X-Men, they were like, oh, everybody liked that? Okay, yes, that happened in the X-Books. Absolutely. (laughs) That was always the plan, you know? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, they kind of built built an escape hatch that they didn't have to use. Yeah, ridiculous. J.D., we got some other people beating the door down here, so I'm going to hang up on on your ass. But it's always good to talk to you, buddy. Yeah, buddy, thanks. Have a great day. It was a beautiful book. I loved it. Man, I loved it so much. Oh, so we're talking comic book ripoffs. We're talking Batwoman. Can we talk about Batwoman? Who watched Batwoman? I watched it. We watched Batwoman. Yeah. We reviewed it on the show. It was all right. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It It was a pilot. Yeah, it was definitely a pilot. I'll say that. It seems anymore, though. I don't know if there's an excuse for that. Well, yeah, I mean, we're in the era of peak television. Yeah. So, yeah. Like Peaky Blinders episode one was a pilot, too, and it fucking ruled. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? It's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos. Hello, Brian. How are we today? And what would we like to rap about, sir? Um, well, um, I'll get to the question of the, the answer of the week in a minute, but um, 
I don't know. I know, um, Matt, you've got a pretty uh, significant Harley Quinn um, allergy. Um, but the, true. Uh, the Breaking Glass graphic novel that just came out, uh, it's the uh, Mary Co. Uh, Tamaki and Steve Pugh book. Um, yes. Should win, like, it's, it's Eisner quality. It's a, it's I've a really? I've heard that it's very good. Really? Yeah, it's one of DC's young adult graphic novels oh okay is it truly a graphic novel or is it the one where it's like a illustrated novel no it's it's a straight up like steve Pugh does all the art and the coloring okay. and um you know and it's not just it's not straight traditional coloring um it's sort of hues of different shades and depending on the the scene and um it's really like probably the best work he's ever done i do wow. like steve Pugh a lot He's very talented. Uh, Not the kind of artist I would have thought of when asked to do a Harley Quinn graphic novel. <laughs> I mean, you I, know? I wouldn't. I really wouldn't have either. And he, um, it, it's, it's like, it's, it's got his like detail and like that kind of like ink wash that he does, right? Um, but the, the colors are just vibrant, but dark when they need to be. And um, it's like I, I can't be, like I can believe it's him because I know he's good. But it's like this is like another level of quality considering he did you know all the work himself but there's there's also probably something to be said for like the scheduling of this stuff where they're like hey steve you got a year to get this done or right yeah it's not a monthly grind right yeah you're the second or third person i've heard rave about it i'm definitely gonna check it out Should we read this should we do this for a sure for a that segment take Take a look look, it's it's in in a book book. yeah Yeah. that's the name of the segment we've only done it 200 times popular why would i remember that um dave um it's it's weird. I mean, it is, it is a YA book. There are some things that if you, like, if you are against, you know, if you don't like YA and you're like traditional superhero comic, I don't like young adults. You not, I can say that. Like, <laughs> you, I do you not might, like them. Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes they're annoying. I just spent an hour with one. Um, but the, um, it can be, there are things where I kind of go, okay, like it's a little groany, but sure. it's kind of precious for, teenagers you know like right, so you right. kind of go okay like so ignoring like um you know it's harley and she's at a new school and she's like she's a teenager it's almost like a riverdale version like yeah but like the darker riverdale none of, none of these um, books are or, close to continuity for okay like, really. so this is like she is harley quinn but she is a kid sort of yeah like her name you know she is who she is and then she kind of takes on this persona but like her friend at the new school is um is like poison ivy it's like pamela and okay. Pamela is so and then there's some, gotcha. there's some like pr- yeah and so it, it's not a Harley Quinn book but right. it's like it's like you know it's an alternate yeah. version different of rules very um, different rules yeah. here got it and yeah and so he she meets um Pamela and she and Pamela is what someone you know so there's some like rich dickhead kid and he calls her like a social justice warrior you know like you know he's like he's teetering on the alt right kind of like Right. You know, rich punk ass kid. Like Joe. Uh, but pa- yeah, sounds like me. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's that's how I recognize it. Yeah. I was like, that sounds like Joe. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> sounds like Joe. <laughs> that sounds like, oh, I, every week it's like this guy. What's the problem? Um, but um, it's it's good. Like, it's it's very, it's textured and, and complicated. And like, I'm, I'm very, I'm sort of surprised it's that good because you figure like they're just, they're not just pumping out stuff aimed at, there's a lot of thought behind these projects i've heard like the catwoman one that came out some months ago similar very similarly praised um and yeah they're doing really great work with these with this line did they de-age catwoman was it the same type thing 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, they're, it's not like a Catwoman graphic novel. No, it's, I get it. It's, yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I just, I don't know. Okay. You Matt's having a hard <laughs> Matt's having, It's an Elseworlds, Matt. Oh, it's an Elseworlds. Yeah. There. Just say that. Wow, okay, there. <laughs> right. Got it. It's, it's Catwoman on the cover with, like, Selena Kyle inside, but she's, like, a teenager. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, and, and that one, I think, had... Um, I forget his eyes. It's Isaac something heart, but I think he did like postal and he is, it's one of these things like you read the book and you're like, this artist is given, you know, a year to do something, whatever they're doing all the art and all the coloring and everything. And it's just like the singular gorgeous piece of graphic fiction, which is wow. so cool. And I'm, I'm excited to see um, them do that because, you know, when, when they started the rebranding of like black label and Disney, whatever they call it, ink or, or kids or whatever. Zoom it kind and of ink, like, yeah. What are they right, doing? Right. Right. But, but it's like, oh, these are very specific. Like this is, and they are do, going full force and they're getting all these people who are actual YA or younger creators to mm-hmm. do these things. Right. So they're not, it's not like you've got like, you know. They just announced. friends doing something. Yeah, it's right. Like it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's real people who know that, that medium and that format and they're, um, they're kind of killing it and it's really surprising. And I get a lot of the, the DC ink or the zoom ones for my son. Cause he's nine and there's like the, the super sons and yeah, there's a new um, mm-hmm. swamp thing one, which looks like the captain underpants. And he was like, Oh, this is just like that one. I like, uh, it's like yeah, it it's a, uh, it's like diary of a wimpy kid, but it's like a swamp kids, the spiral notebook of the swamp kid. Or something. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I did see that. That was cute. They, they just announced uh, an Oracle a uh, graphic novel by a very popular YA writer coming out in the spring. Yeah, it's super cool. Oracle it's, like it's Barbara exciting. Gordon Oracle? Yeah. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about this world. I mean, I get it. Uh, now you have kids, right, Brian? Yes, yeah. he's Are you reading he these? He literally with, just talked about Are you reading these with your Oh, I just thought you were hanging out with son. some kids. Yeah, so no. I don't know, he right. said I get them from my son. He's okay. 9. I'm, okay. Yeah. So you're reading them with your son? Um, I I read the, um, yeah, the, the younger ones I've been reading with him and then kind of the, like the, the breaking glass would have been too old for him. Um, so mm-hmm. gotcha. The uh, Harley Quinn one. So I read that myself, but, but it's like, if I liked it enough, my wife teaches high school and it's like, here's something you can give to your students. Totally. And I'm just kind of rad. I'm buying it to support because I think it's great, but also like, Oh, they're actually good too. It's not just like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy this. What the hell? So no, I mean, that's cool. Say, I'm glad um, they're doing that because if we, it's easy for us older guys to be like, whatever, this is kitty bullshit. But if kids don't get into comics, we don't have comics anymore. Yeah. They will go away. Oh, well, and Just the, like Fox News. And the YA market. Like their, their viewing audience is getting older and dying. They're not going to go away. <laughs> the YA. And, and we'll all be better for it. You fucking baby boy. Okay, shut up. <laughs> the YA book market is enormous. It's billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. And so the audience for this type of stuff is similarly gigantic. It does seem DC is kicking Marvel's ass in this department. I agree. Right? Yeah, I agree. Totally. Although, yeah, future no, I, fight first, I, White Fox. But like, <laughs> I think that one's going to blow up with the video game nerds. They've got know? the Gamerverse now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The they got that. I love it. I, you know? Yeah. I know. Like, they, yeah, they're, they're going to do the monthly book and no one's going to read it. And then they'll shove it in the corner of a Barnes & Noble and of no course. one will ever read it. But, right. But these are, yeah, my son, he reads all those, like, Dogman books and Mm-hmm. I don't get them, but he's like, you know, there's a new one coming out and he's like vibrating with excitement. He's Dog like, oh Man my God, is, so funny. And is that uh, it's one of the, it, it's a kid's, um, but what's the creator's name? I, for, 
I don't remember. I always I get them all mixed up. I'm like, it's either I think it's the Dan Pilkey. Dan Pilkey. Yeah. People are yeah. Dav Pilkey. Sorry. Yeah. D- uh, Dave Pilkey. Probably. Yeah. There's no E at the end of his we've, name. So yeah. It could we've be actually, Dav. We have talked to him a long time ago. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Yeah. No, we didn't. We absolutely did. He's fantastic. Pilkey's great. He's the creator of Captain Underpants. We have not interviewed the creator of yeah. Captain Underpants on this did. show. No, not. OK, that's not what I mean. I meant like at a comic book show. Years and years and years ago, you and I in Kansas City. No. <laughs> um, well, then maybe it was. No, it was. D- I'm sorry. It was Dean and I. He was in a comic book show years ago in, in Kansas City that Dean and I went okay, to. Well, OK, well, this is all Not very important. Know. Very important shit. Uh, what about the question of the week, Ryan? What about the question of the week? Well, we have um, the biggest rip off. So this is, it's a it's the uh, the rip off. Um, I think one of the most egregious ones. And there's I mean, there are thousands of them. But when DC was doing Identity Crisis and it was like this huge story and Marvel was like, yeah, but what about Identity Disc? Yes, Identity Disc. It was just like horrible. It was bad. Like they put the like bottom rung creators they had on this like six. It was basically we need to get a trade paperback out there that says Identity on the front. I got to look this up. Oh, my God. It's, it's It's like there's a disc and it's got like secret identities, but like nothing happened of it. And it's a bunch of like loser villains and it could have been an interesting story but i do remember this who who was the artist on that five part story uh your man tony harris did the covers he did the covers. beautiful main characters deadpool bullseye juggernaut sandman vulture and sabre tooth written by robert rody ladies and gentlemen robert rody yeah that guy went away uh who did the art though john higgins Hmm. Sandal Floria was the yeah. anchor. I remember, I, I recognize that name. John Higgins. I don't know that name. I think he was a Vertigo John guy. Higgins, John Higgins was the colorist on Watchmen. John Higgins, yeah. He, Interesting. Uh, he was also the colorist on Batman the Killing Joke. And? Yeah, the Razor one. Jack. <laughs> Razor Jack. <laughs> right, right, Razor Jack. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't remember it having, I mean, this is before in that little in between where really no one cared about Deadpool a lot at that point again. Um, but it just, even with those characters and that the writer, it, it just, it was a pointless cat. It was a cash grab. And was if they could have, if they had known at the time that they could do four four nine four ninety nine an issue for the special, they would have done it. I'm okay. sure it was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they so this is a story where like the bad guys happen upon this disc with all the good guys. It's like in Mission Impossible. Right, right, where they right. got the knock list. But all the bad guys are coming to get these bad guys because they have the disc because they all want it. Yeah, they, want the, like they that, want the right? disc, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, John Higgins, he did Hellblazer. He's done a ton of stuff. Um, what a thing it, to be remembered just, for. Oh, Nick Fury informs Tombs that Sabre Tooth, whose secret was never revealed, was responsible for the setup in the twist ending of the book. He was your, he yeah, was your Kaiser Solze the whole time. Wow. Sorry, too. Yeah, it's a terrible story. Uh, and you're totally right, Ryan. That could have been interesting. It's like, oh, yeah. we got our hands it's, on the database of superhero secret identities. Who writes that down? Shield? Why? Uh, well, Shield fucks everything else up. I don't know why they wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a notepad, Matt. It was a, like a, a database. That's not much better. I'm sorry. <laughs> you put it on one disc and walk around with it? That's yeah. no better than a sticky note. That's stupid. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, they are, they are known for their organization, Brian. You're totally right. Yeah, uh, they're very organized. They know that every 18 months they have to have a catastrophe. So they're like, the best yeah. way to do that is have 
a CD-ROM with all the secret identities on it. Yes. How would you um, like to be the guy that has to appear in front of the board and be like, so we need another helicarrier? Uh, before you freak out, like, I, yes, that was bad, and the people of Connecticut are very upset, you know, like, but like, hear I me out. It, I, know it's, I know it's the first quarter of the fiscal year, and we're down six already, but yeah. another one, right. because turns out they're sensitive and they explode all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. The heli- hel- the helicarrier no. is, like, the least safe place to be. It is, well, it's just a dumb idea. It's just a really dumb idea. Like, why? Why do we need a big flying helicarrier? What is th- so that they can go to the trouble zones? You can already go to the trouble zones. You can get in your little jet cars and go to the trouble zone. What comes off a helicarrier? You can't fly your jet car all the way to come overseas. off a helicarrier. So like, okay, there's a problem in Latveria. We send the helicarrier there, and what happens? The shield agents they- jump out with jetpacks and little jet cars. They can just fly those from anywhere. Fly them from Paris. Fly it, you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> you, you spit on me. You're that Sorry. animated about it. Well, there's never, like, I'm just saying there isn't, like, flying tanks or anything coming off of it. Like, what do you need a helicarrier for? <laughs> Seriously. All I see is pictures of shield agents jumping off of it, you know? <laughs> Look, man, I don't know. Sure. It's stupid. Yeah. But, man, thanks for uh, reminding me of Identity Disc. I've kind of forgotten awful. about it. Well, that's the thing. Piece so of garbage. They, you know, it's a piece of garbage and it was such a waste of time yeah. and it's just it's it's the epitome of like what a ripoff like identity uh, get something out put i don't care what it is but like, you had the guy that worked on watchmen and the killing joke like you had a legendary dude on this that is sad yeah it's, <laughs> it's not and it's not a great like and i couldn't remember that he did it you know I mean, right I guess that's yeah a good exactly thing. that's terrible I, all i remember yeah. about it are the tony harris covers yeah, yeah. Ugh. brian good to talk to you man Thank you, uh, you for bringing that piece of crap comic book up. Yeah, Brian. Thanks. Have a good weekend. That's what I'm here for. Anytime. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. Bye. 402-819-4894. Uh, Patrick says, uh, Alfred suggests killing young adults instead of just beating them up. <laughs> well, I mean, he says it would end the cycle is yeah, what he said. But right? I mean, he says young adults because you guys are talking about how you hate young adults. Oh, yeah. Young adults. Yeah. Uh, he also says they should have put the identity disc on a Sony mini disc. That way nobody would be able to read it's it. It's true. It'd be like, <laughs> uh, let's get on eBay. Like, these are all broken. All of them are broken. Uh, <laughs> they come as is. I, who can fix this? <laughs> I was thinking of the technology they created when they came out with the PSP. It was called the UMD. It was a tiny disc encased in a plastic shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, why? I had a mini disc recorder. Why I loved would it. anybody want this? I <laughs> loved it. Okay, because like the fidelity on them was really good. Like when I was in Japan, I took it with me and I just had like a mic on my shoulder walking around the city and recording city sounds. It was awesome. It was kick ass. I loved my UMD. Yeah. Broke. Yeah. And I threw it away because I couldn't play anything on it. You know, whatever. That was a million years ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, Thomas Branch brings up. Ripclaw. Ripclaw. Cyberforce. I would argue Cyberforce. Full on ripoff. It's so like of what? What if you had to guess? Uh, hmm, let's see. A group of people well, I mean, that I, is hated and feared. Are they hated? I don't know the story of like, Cyberforce. Yeah, are they hated and feared? They were like, yeah, they, it was oh. just mutants, but they were cyborgs. That's all oh. it was. And like human society is like, we don't want these freaking cyborgs, man. And they're like, well, we cyborgs gotta take care of other cyborgs. <laughs> It was full on X Men. Yeah, rip-off. that's pretty bad. And you had a character named Ripclaw, and Ripclaw was like an American Indian with knives for fingers. And it, ugh. how do you how do you do stuff? 
I loved it. How do you do stuff with your hands? No, 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 no. He could fingers. he could have normal fingers and oh, could he? turn into friggin' knives. All right. Yeah. All right. There, it wasn't like Wolverine. They didn't like rip out of his fingertips or something. I think it was like some yeah, cyborg cyborg bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Liquid metal. He did the Let's cyborg bullshit. They turned into they uh, turned into knives. Uh, he also points out Warblade. So yeah, basically they're both just cheap Wolverine Warblade. clones. They were both Wolverine with a ponytail. Yeah. They were both Wolverine with ponytail. That's it. Yep. Um, Ripclaw had like insane clown posse makeup for some reason. Kind of. Because he yeah. wasn't just a cyborg. He had he like, had white face with like red accents. Yeah. And one like black red his eyes. Yeah. He was scary. Uh Warblade looked like Warblade was more like so Warblade was an alien. Warblade, this is back when they were like, Oh yeah, he's half Carubium. And that's why he has knife hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all had different powers. Later on, they explained it. Warren Ellis fleshed it out, I think. No, Alan Moore fleshed it out later mm-hmm. on, where he was like, oh, yeah, there was se- there was sections of the alien race that did certain things. And, like, Maul yeah, there's like a whole group of was, like, a construction guy. And Warblade was, like, part of the, the I can't remember they called it, like, the Temple of Blades or something. I don't know. It was ridiculous. I hope it was better than that. <laughs> I hope it was better than the Temple of I Blades. I don't think it was much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember for certain. Uh, Jonathan DeVerdick. Doom Patrol, X-Men? Doom Patrol and the X-Men. No. Uh, yes. Misfits, There's a lot of debate about the Doom Patrol. It came out three months apart. Okay, that's true. Which which makes it seem unlikely. Yeah. Because the lead time on those, I mean, it's not that much time. So. Well, but still, I mean, look, Hollywood does this shit all the time, too. Sure. Your oh. deep impacts on your Armageddon. Yeah. But, um, so, but the similarities are pretty striking. Let us not forget Volcano and Dante's Peak. Volcano and Dante's Peak, yeah. Uh, Transformers and Transmorphers. No, that was different. Yeah, it was different. That was different, Um, But yeah, so the the fact that they came out so close together kind of gives them the benefit of the doubt, but then you think they're both led by very smart men and older men in wheelchairs. That's true, yeah. They're both considered freaks. Both yeah, considered they're freaks. both misfits. Yeah. Um, so all right. all right. It's it's I'll give him some thumbs up for that. It's there dicey. I gave him a thumb up. Uh, you guys should hammer on these faces more. I love them. And I like making it like when I get mad. I'm like, Stop giving the angry oh, face. I get so pissed right now. Oh, look at all those angry faces. Oh shit. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I overwhelmed it with angry shit. Well now you've made an now you've made an angry react on the post, so not just on the video. Let us finish. Or Jason Sachs. He was talking about Superboy. I don't know if Superboy's a ripoff. That wonderful crossover event of you know, Death of Superman ends up being like this amazingly cool character. Um, so there's my answer. Connor Kent a, or uh, the original Superboy uh, because uh, Superboy is a great ripoff who I love. Um, and by the way, the episode is fantastic. If you haven't seen it, it's probably the best episode of the season so far. Um, I, I love crypto and that episode. Oh my god, this is so well done. All right, thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, is this our first ever call from a boat? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Could be our first boat call. A THN first. Quite possibly. More calls from boats. Yeah, yeah. Boat. Step calls. up your game. The kids love it when you call from a boat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Superboy. Uh, well, I mean. So a lot of like characters, internal, a lot of off. derivative characters like that yeah. are, are done like, got to snatch that copyright up. Right. Like She-Hulk. Sure. Very famously. Uh, Superboy, I think a similar situation. Thor girl. 
God, I hate that I name. I don't know if anybody was pounding down the door for Ugh, Thor Girl. I hate that name. Uh, but yeah, I like, he's definitely like, it's just like, yeah, but what if Superman, but, but young? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's kind of a ripoff. Totally. They ripped themselves off. Internal ripoff. But yeah, I also, I love Superboy. He's right. I love Superboy. I love the 90s Superboy. I did too. I love him. Uh, speaking of Titans, season one is not great. It is fine. It's okay. Season one is fine. Season two is legit good i've heard they i've only seen the they figured I've only it seen out the premiere so far and i think they've because like season one suffered from some really weird like editing where it was just like storyline on top of storyline and action is happening here like it was a little too rushed and kind of ridiculous whereas season two they've definitely settled into it and now it's just a legit good show have they revealed that the building is shaped like a t yet no damn it no Titan Come on. it's not gonna be a t i'm sorry i don't know if you guys you guys can't see this because matt's microphone's in the way but a microphone. he's got a chat window up with a gif of Professor X from the X-Men cartoon <laughs> broadcasting his telepathy. But <laughs> and underneath that is an animated uh, is an animated uh, set of text that says pizza slut. Well, OK, so the and it makes it look like Professor X is broadcasting the thought pizza slut. Well, I'm going to my brother's tonight to watch the Nebraska game. And uh, we were saying pizza party and we put up all these gifts. And that is Professor X and he's projecting his telepathy and it says Wolverine, bring me a cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, full time nerd. Yeah, That's it. yeah, awesome. <laughs> Even when I'm not clocked in, I'm clocked in. I get it. I get it. Titans, watch Titans. And yeah, quite honestly, I need to get caught up. You could probably skip season one. They do a pretty good job in the first episode of season two of just being like, "Hey, here's how it all came together. Boom, let's go." You know? Yeah. I mean, watch it if you want. It's only like eight episodes. Ten. Ten episodes. That mm-hmm. oh, was ten. Look, I did not hate Titan season one. I didn't either. It, it's not terrible, but it's not great. But There's, it's by no it, means great. It also, it, I had to, I had to get over the whole like, it's the Titans, but it's dark, and he says fuck. Yeah, and this is like, this is not the Teen Titans, you guys. Yeah. Um, but the performances are good. Um, I, and I think they've kind of done a subtle redesign on some of the characters. They look a little better, a little better this season. Yeah. Um. Uh, Starfire is not dressed like a prostitute. No, they're going full on costume. I think they've just yeah. embraced it. Aqualad shows up, I yeah. heard. And I think like it was the Hawk and Dove characters were the first characters to really show up in costume. Yeah. Other than Robin. Uh, and everybody liked it. And so they were just like, well, fuck it, man. Let's just do it. Oh, you know? OK. Titans. Yes, I will watch it. I hear it's good. I want to talk about Suicide Squad before I forget. Uh, some set photos came out. Uh, from James Gunn's Suicide Squad sequel, mm-hmm. uh, Flula Borg is playing Javelin, Javelin, who is a C-list DC villain. Javelin. Uh, I feel like he fought, was it Booster Gold? Would Harpoon be a ripoff of Javelin? Um, probably. <laughs> um, and Flula Borg is wearing this like very close comics accurate costume. Like James Gunn's Suicide Squad is going for it. Yeah. They're like... No, they're in costume. They're ridiculous. Nathan Fillion is also in the photos, and it looks like he's playing Arm Fall Off Boy, <laughs> who is a character from the Legion of Substitute Heroes. What? <laughs> uh, and I could not be more excited. If you're going to do it, yeah, th- there's no reason to take it real seriously if you're going to do it like that. Yeah. And the difference between that and the way that they're doing, like, from what I've seen of the Birds of Prey stuff, where they're like, hey, we're wacky, but we're crazy, and we're dangerous, but we're kind of funny, and, like, yeah. commit. Just commit and do it. Yeah. You know? Uh, this, this looks like it's going to be, like, 
terrible villains that you don't care if they live or die. Yeah. Uh, going on adventures for the government. Get killed. Yeah. They need to get killed. I mean, not all of them necessarily, but yes, no, but there that, will be some deaths. The Suicide Squad like goes in with eight and comes out with three. Now, you know, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. That's what the Suicide Squad yeah. does. Uh, but yeah, arm fall off boy. I, I'm, 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 I can't wait. I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, John Tverdick brings up, is it a ripoff when the big two have mirror characters, Darkseid, Thanos, Doctor Strange, Doctor Fate, etc.? Yes. It absolutely is. I think it is in the case. And this feeds straight into my biggest comics ripoff. I think it is in the case of Darkseid and Thanos, because that was like a very deliberate. Without a doubt. um, Without a doubt. They even dressed the same for a while. They're similar, but yeah. Um, In the case of Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange, Mm. that was decades apart. Yeah, not so much there. And so you've got the idea of like archetypes, like Speedster or sorcerer guy then you have swamp thing and man thing swamp thing and man thing yeah i think that's another one <laughs> like, i think that's on. another one those are really close yeah so i i think i think it's half and half i think sometimes they're an archetype sometimes it's like blatant yeah yeah definitely so my answer goes to deadpool, deadpool biggest yes. ripoff in comics not the deadpool we have come to know deadpool as we come to know was not i mean like rob leafield created him but the deadpool we have come to know and love was really like joe kelly but giving it that voice, yes. that hilarious Joe kind of Kelly like, and Jerry Duggan, because when Deadpool yeah. first showed up, Deadpool was just a badass. Man. He's an assassin. He was a badass with a sword and his name was Slade Wilson. I'm sorry. His name was Wade Wilson. <laughs> That's right. Deadpool is a total ripoff of Deathstroke. He's got pouches. No question. Complete ripoff of Deathstroke. Deathstroke's real name is Slade Wilson. Deadpool's real name is Wade Wilson. Destro carries a sword. Oh, yeah. Deadpool has two swords. And guns. <laughs> yeah. And guns, too, bro. <laughs> like, it was a complete ripoff. And this was at a time where, again, I'm not bagging on Rob Liefeld, but all his characters were ripoffs. Here's the thing about. They Dead- all were. Here's the thing about Deadpool. Like, I like the thing. That's where we got bad rock. You know, like, sure. come on. Here's <laughs> the thing about Deadpool, though, specifically. I don't think he was trying to hide it. Which makes me think it's more of an homage, not a ripoff. Mm, I think that is because he didn't act like Deathstroke. That's the cute way to say, "Well, it's just Rob being Rob." Eh, you know. No, like, I think that no, he. Dude. I think that he was a huge fan of that character. I'm and, sure he was. Yeah, and that's fine. And he won't deny it. Did he have to name him Wade Wilson? It's silly. Slade Wilson. For sure. Wade Wilson. Come on. Hey, who's more well known? I mean, arguably now, Deadpool. Yeah. Guess what? But again, now who's the ripoff? That's not. Now who's the oh, ripoff? Oh, yeah. He now. Marv Wolfman. <laughs> Deathstroke retroactively becomes a ripoff. That's how. I think that's how it works. <laughs> What's your dumb answer? So here's the thing I kind of love these ripoffs. I, I had a hard so, time thinking of one that I hate. No, I mean, it's not. It's not a question whether you hate them or not, but just the worst, most obvious. Like Moon Knight. So obviously a Batman ripoff. Sure. No question. I love Moon Knight. Right. Absolutely adore it. Uh, so, but every time I talk about it, I call it Marvel's ripoff Batman. <laughs> so I think the, perhaps the most blatant comic book ripoff is the Squadron Supreme. Oh, yeah. Which is like a one for one analog of the Justice yes. League. No, but they were also. Again, not homage. trying to hide it. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would argue they were definitely an homage because they, they were written to like sort of be like. Well, here's what the Justice League would be like. Sure. In the Marvel U. It wasn't just be like, hey, we've got this idea for this character that's never been created. And he's just not Superman, but he's 
Ultraman or whatever, uh, you know. Hyperion. Hyperion, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Sentry could also be yeah. considered something like that. Um, but yeah, I just, I love the Squadron Supreme. Mm-hmm. I love them. Uh, but like, it's it's so obvious that those like, that's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and The Flash. Yeah. Uh, Green Arrow. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, same with the, um, the Shi'ar Imperial Guard. Right. They are uh, analogs of the Legion of Superheroes, which only works if you know like deep cut legionnaires <laughs> oh yeah absolutely no without a doubt and i love them i yes. love those characters yeah but there's there's so many of them i mean uh, green arrow and hawkeye they were even relatively close when they came right 60s yeah no green arrow's from the 40s oh that's right green mm-hmm. arrow was around yeah yeah that's right so but i mean yeah but yeah still hawkeye come on arrow guy you know Quicksilver and the Flash, you know. <laughs> I mean, I think that's where we get into what John was talking about with archetypes. It's like these things like DC kind of created the mold. Sure. For a lot of these types of characters and they just became like iconic. Yeah. It's like, yeah. He's strong and he flies, you know, or Dark Avenger, you know, that it's just these are familiar tropes. Right. Tiverdick brings up the question and Rorschach. The question was first. Um, so. Okay. Okay. But the question was a, a Charlton character. Yes. Uh, so the thing yes. about the characters from Watchmen is that Watchmen was originally supposed to be about the Charlton characters. Yes. Um, but then DC decided that they wanted to use those characters or something else. Right. So it's not so much a ripoff. They had to change it. Yeah. It was going to be they those are, characters. They are definitely supposed to remind you of right. Blue Beetle. the question, Blue Beetle, uh, Peacemaker, right. um, uh, uh, Nightshade. Who else? Uh, Peter Cannon Thunderbolt is Ozymandias. Oh, he's yeah. A super smart guy. Oh, yeah. Um, I never put that one together. I think that's who it was supposed to be. Uh, Peter Cannon uh, was a licensed character, so he ended up, he's at, what, Dynamite now? Now he's at Dynamite, and yeah. that book's really good. Yeah, Kieran Gillen, right? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, But yeah, that's that's a very good one. Is like it's, it's That was supposed to be the question. You were supposed to think of the question. Right. Um, so not so much, like, Swamp Thing, Man Thing, rip off. <laughs> Without, a, like, just, ri- I love the Man Thing. And they're like, oh. Man Thing came first. They're like, yeah, he can fucking teleport, bro. No, actually, now if you want to get into it, you want to get into the real arguments, Bernie Wrightson created a swamp creature that appeared in one of the DC horror books. I uh, can't remember which one it was. I've got it. I bought it from Bob Beerbaum, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and Bobbert Beerbaum. Yeah, Bobbert Beerbaum. And it appeared... Oh god! It wasn't House of Mystery. It was one of the other ones. One House of, the of other. Secrets. No, that's where Swamp Thing. House of Secrets, appeared. where Swamp Thing first appeared. I can't remember which horror book it was on top of my head, but he created that swamp creature first, and then Marvel. We got Man Thing, and then we got Swamp Thing. But Bernie Wrightson says it was always there. You know, and like, and the swamp creature that he created in that book looked. It was Swamp Thing. There was no question. Hmm. They just didn't name it that yet. Sure. It's just a monster, and I think that issue sold well, and they were like, all right, Bernie, do it. Go for it, you know? And then we got the Swamp Thing miniseries after that. So there's definitely some argument there. I would argue the Swamp Thing is more compelling than the man thing. I agree. You know, I, like, if I have to pick, Swamp Thing, any day of the week. Sean, uh, Sean X says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which, yeah, I mean, it was definitely, like, trying to capitalize on the Frank Miller Daredevil energy. That was their whole deal. Yeah, when Daredevil was a turtle, yeah. He's a ninja. He fought ninjas. He had a shell. 
He loved pizza. You don't know if Daredevil doesn't love pizza. Daredevil loves Who doesn't pizza. love pizza? Daredevil, he had that van that he drove around in that shot pizza out of it. He can't drive, man. He's blind. <laughs> He's got enhanced senses. He can drive. Come on. I wouldn't get behind the I wouldn't get in a car with Daredevil, Daredevil behind the wheel. Totally drive. If he can swing he, through New York. He can fly a plane. If he can flip around and swing through New York. Oh, no, wait. He could drive a goddamn car. Maybe it was Black Widow flying the plane with the windswept cockpit. He could drive the, the pizza and he launcher. the true was meaning the of soul pain. DMNT pizza launcher. Was that what it was? Yeah, I thought it was just called the pizza, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles battle wagon. The battle wagon. Yeah. And it shot pizzas. Oh, no, wait. That was a different thing. There was the battle. There was the battle wagon. That was the big van. Yeah. And then there was like the tank. The tank shot pizzas. The tank shot pizzas. Patrick, what's the name of the pizza tank? <laughs> Quick! What is the name of the pizza tank? <laughs> These are the hard hitting questions we answer on THN Cover to Cover. The TMNT <laughs> Pizza Tank. Uh, I don't really consider them a ripoff. <laughs> I mean, they like here's a list of questions people ask uh, when you Google TMNT Pizza Tank. <laughs> What did the Ninja Turtles put on their pizza? Do Ninja Turtles love pizza? Who asked that? Yes, Ninja Turtles Who love fucking pizza. Asked that. Uh, what is Michelangelo's favorite pizza? Okay, so Justin Robert Fletcher just says the van shot pizzas. Patrick counters with the battle van does not shoot pizzas. Yeah, it's two different toys. Uh, it was called the pizza thrower. Okay, and it's a and it's a, like a legit tank. Yeah, like where the, the guy sits in the in the gunner's chair at yeah, the top yeah, yeah. of it, and, he shot and then pizzas. there was the the battle wagon, which was just a van. Okay, all right, so there we go. Did yeah. it have, and the pizza thrower, the pizza thrower, not a very good name. It's not a good name. No, they should have called it the pizza tank. Yeah, that's a better name, I guess. Call me, call me, uh, Galoob. <laughs> I don't know who owns the teenager. <laughs> Galoob. Is Galoob still a thing? I don't think so. I think they were swallowed by Mattel at some point. Yeah. Harvey Lucas says Lucio Fulci's zombie is a great horror film and a ripoff. I think it was just Z-O-M-B-I. It was an Italian one. It's good. They didn't have a lot of money for effects, so they killed animals and shit. And as I recall, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, Sean, Sean reiterated he, it's definitely a daredevil thing because you've got the foot clan and the hand you've got splinter and stick. Oh. Yeah, it is definitely a, a, how did I not put that together? It is definitely ripping on a uh, teenage mutant no Ninja Turtle. shit. Uh, so Adam Wednesday brings up a good, uh, a, a good point. Uh, when Grant Morrison did multiversity, there was an issue of multiversity called Pax Americana and it was basically Watchmen with the Charlton characters. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, it was great. But yeah, it was great. It was so great. Oh, um, it. Jonathan, uh, Hugo Tiverdick says my five-year-old, um, <laughs> Hugo Tiverdick says silver surfer in cosmic Spider-Man, but he's okay with it because he loves cosmic Spider-Man mm. and also knows nothing about him other than he looks cool. <laughs> I don't know if he even looks cool. Silver surfer, black racer. That's the most. Yeah. 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 Silver surfer and black common racer. comparison. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to, I don't know if you can consider that a ripoff cause they're both Jack Kirby, but if you want to talk about a ripoff, the scarlet skier, which was created uh, during the uh, Giffen and DiMatteis Justice League International. Tell I'm me not, you're making it. It was obviously like oh, it was a, a joke, joke, though. It was a joke. Yeah. Okay. There was this. Uh, there was this character called uh, Manga Khan, and he was like a cosmic uh, wheeler dealer. He was like buying yeah. up civilizations yeah, yeah, and yeah. shit. I remember this. Um, and <laughs> there was a character called the Scarlet Skier that was wrapped up in all that, and right. it was like, yeah, come on, we know it's what that's supposed racer. to be. Yeah. It's adorable. Or Silver Surfer, yeah. All right, we're done ripping comics off. It's noon. We've got to get out of here. Yes, we, the Zamboni shot the pizzas. Yes, Justin. Before we do, I need a new question of the week. 
the chemical that blinded Matt is the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's ooze. the ooze that we mutated about that. the turtles. We yes. talked about that. The chemical that blinded Matt that. went in the sewers and hit the turtles and turned them into TMNT. Yes. Uh, oh, how fun. All right. We got a new question here. We got a new question. This week's question was submitted by Joe Rankley via the THM forums, who opened up by saying, uh, this isn't like a question of the week or anything. <laughs> Too bad. I totally stole it. Oh, yeah? yeah. Too bad. I only this year discovered the magic that is New Comic Book Wednesday. In the last five months, I've amassed a few long boxes of bagged and boarded comics. To all of you non-digital comic nerds out there, what do you do with your comics after you read them? Of course, my favorites I'm keeping, but I have several that I'll never read again. Some of them I didn't even enjoy the first time. Do you donate them? Do you drop them off at the Goodwill? Do you use them as Christmas wrapping paper for tiny little gifts? I don't want to be found in 30 years decaying in my apartment under a cave-in of old moldy long boxes full of Year of the Villain tie-ins. You and uh, Aaron Myers. <laughs> yeah, that is how Aaron Myers dies. Yeah, he will be he will <laughs> yeah. be crushed, by the way, to his own comic book collection. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then his cat will eat him for yeah. sustenance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's approaching this from a non-collector's mentality. Like, like, like Aaron. Catch and release. Yeah, catch and release. What do you do? I think it's a great question. And I love it when we talk about the business of collecting, not necessarily character type stuff. Fair enough. Love it. All right. Then. It's a great question. All right. You got a question. We got another show coming out this Wednesday. You'll be able to watch our ludicrous speed rounds on the YouTube before the show comes out. So you can make an informed comic book purchase. Of course, we want to hear from you on a of the week. Uh, what else? Question of the week. Question suggestions. of the week. Suggestions. We need um, those. The Huckins family fundraiser is still running. Still running. Yeah. Uh, you can find that post pinned to the top of our Facebook page. It's also on the fan group. Yes. Um, I think it's pinned to the top of our Twitter as well. Um, thank you to everyone that's already donated. If you haven't, please consider doing it's so. Amazing. We've raised a huge amount of money. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's great. Uh, that's it. We're done. I think we did it. I think we did it. I think we have a show. I feel like we did it. I think yeah. you guys are hammering on the angry faces now. I like it. Like, oh, yeah, I'm pissed. What do you think of that? I'm fucking pissed at you. This is a two-headed nerd. Pissed at you. And signing off. I'm not pissed at you. (laughs) I'm pissed at you!